Welcome to the first episode of Unsolved Horrors in probably over a year. My name's Ryan, in case you forgot in that year's time. And it's been a minute. Here, what'd you say? I said it has been a minute. It has been a minute. I'm here with my co-host, Joe. Joe, how uh how's shit going, man? Thanks is going pretty well. Um last year was uh a bunch of hoopla, but this year it's it's getting more gooder. Yeah, fuck yeah, that's that, you know. I feel bad because I'm gonna be clicking so much while I'm while we're recording. But um yeah, no, man, that's good to hear. Glad to hear everything's going solid on your end. We did an episode of the Big Big Show show before this one, and I don't know which is gonna come out first. It all just depends on me and my editing. But uh I'm glad that we were able to, you know, pinpoint a time to record. Mm-hmm. Uh I haven't told you anything about today's like i told you what it's about but i haven't told you any of the details of it because it's genuinely wild yes it's the yogurt shop thing right yup the austin yogurt shop murders it took place over 30 years ago four teenage girls were murdered inside of a yogurt shop four or 14 four 14 would be crazy well yeah that'd be a lot more that'd be a lot wilder but yeah. Still, four is not a small number. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And for murders, anyway. Yeah, I mean, for, like, slices of pizza, even, that's still pretty large. But, like, murders, it's like, damn, four, that's pretty bonkers. That's one more than what uh, categorizes a serial killer. Oh. Well, this person was never found, or that we know of was never found so oh. far. I haven't read very much into it because I was like, I want to keep this very like at the front of my brain because it whenever i found out about it i was like that's fucking crazy that's fair so let's jump right into the austin yogurt shop killings so it was an unsolved quadruple homicide and it took place Hmm. inside of an i can't believe it's yogurt shop in austin texas (laughs) yeah i I don't know anything yeah. about. I can't believe it's I can't yogurt. believe it's yogurt. Surprise! It's murder. <laughs> it's a chain of stores. I'm actually going to look into it now while we're sitting here because I don't know anything about it. Uh, it's a chain of stores. They sell frozen yogurt, obviously. Um, founded in Dallas, Texas. That's pretty much it. That's all I can really see about it. I don't see any. the The wildest thing is, is literally in the history of I can't believe it's yogurt. The 1991 Austin Massacre is the like the one of the only things other than like the history of the yogurt shop. That's rough. That is that's rough. Like, can... We opened. There were murders. That's yeah. all we got. It's like oh dang, we opened up our stores and four people were killed in one. But hey, pretend that didn't happen. Come enjoy some ice cream, please. God, please. I need to pay my bills. <laughs> uh, yeah, murders don't mean nothing. The murders don't mean nothing. <laughs> Uh, But it took place on December 6th, 1991, and the victims were four teenage girls, 13-year-old Amy Ayers, 17-year-old Eliza Thomas, 17-year-old Jennifer Harbinson, and Jennifer's 15-year-old sister, Sarah. Jesus. So, Jennifer and Eliza were employees of the shop, while Sarah and her friend Amy were in the shop to get a ride home with Jennifer after the store closed at, uh, at 11. Right. And approximately one hour before closing, a man who had tried to hustle customers in in the queue was permitted to use their bathroom. Like they let him in there, like, you can go in there, blah blah. Well, he took a really long time, and it's suspected that he did that he jammed the rear door. Uh, Jesus. 
Yeah, it's really wild. Uh, but it's it's kind of funny to think about too because it th there was a couple that was in there and they were in there right before like it closed and while they were leaving, they noticed that uh two men were acting really weird sitting at one of the tables. And when I heard it, when I read that just now, I was thinking about it. I was like, can you imagine you go into a yogurt shop, just like you and like Sarah, and you see two dudes, it's like 20 minutes we're closing. Two dudes are just sitting there like really jittery. You'd be like, some weird shit's going to happen here, man. Some real weird shit's going to happen. Yeah, listen, that's us. Yeah. But jumping back into it, around midnight, a police patrolman reported a fire in the shop. Uh, and the first responders discovered the bodies of the girls inside. Yeah. The victims had been shot in the head and some had been raped, which is wild right. to think about. Yeah. Um, a 22 and a 380 were used to commit the murders. And the perpetrator or perpetrators probably exited through the back door that was unlocked. I mean, after they had jammed it, you know what I mean? Right. Um, but they they lit it on fire. They, they set the store on fire as a way to, you know, get rid of the crimes. Yeah. Um, and uh, the original detectives on the case, that was like their theory. They're like, oh, they burned it down to, you know. Uh, and with it being done during that time, it's really funny to think about because like 1991, it was, you know, I don't know when DNA matching became a thing, but like luckily they were able to get a Y chromosome from one of the perpetrators because he you know, left behind evidence. No. You sound distant. Oh. What the I'm fuck? Now. You just came back. Yes. Okay. Very odd. Yeah. Um, I think my finger was over my mic. That's what it sounds like. I was sitting there and yeah. I was like, I cannot hear them at all. Uh, yeah, my, but... finger, my finger was over the mic. That makes sense. So, uh, shortly before bleh, shortly before midnight on December 6, 1991, the patrolman noticed the fire at the I Can't Believe It's Not yogurt shop and reported it to the dispatcher. After the fire was extinguished, firefighters discovered four nude bodies. Each of them had been shot in the head execution style with a 22 caliber lead bullet. Sarah's hands had been bound behind her with a pair of panties, and she had been gagged and raped. And Jennifer, Jennifer was not bound, but her hands were behind her back. Eliza had been gagged and her hands were also tied behind her back and all three of them had been severely charred and shot in the back of the head. Fuck. Unlike the others, Amy's body was found in a separate part of the shop and she was not charred. Uh, she had received second and very early third degree burns on 25 to 30% of her body and Damn. she was found with a sock-like cloth around her neck and she had been shot the same as the others. However, the bullet had missed her brain. She also had a second bullet, which caused severe damage to her brain, exiting through her lateral cheek and jawline. Fuck. Yeah, it's pretty fucking crazy. Uh, initial investigations had produced a large number of persons of interest among a 15-year-old caught with a 22, uh, not established to be the murder weapon at the time. But he was caught with a right. 22 at a nearby mall days after the killing. Uh, although he initially had pr gave promising information, after tough questionings, the detectives decided that he was trying to get himself out of the gun charge and eliminated him and three petty criminal friends whom had he had implicated, none of whom were older than 17 at the time. Jesus. 
Several years later, a new detective on the case theorized the four teens were credible suspects. Like the the four that they they had pulled. They to were the side. suspects from the jump. Yeah, but by that time they were in their twenties. Uh, so they conduct they conducted another string of interrogations with various detectives. Uh, but they and here it says confessions were obtained from some of the suspects. They. They said all four, Robert Springsteen, Michael Scott, Morris Pierce, and Forrest Welburn had participated in the murder, which, yeah, fucking crazy. Um, No record was kept of what the men said, oh, of what was said to the men in in the 1991 interrogation, making it impossible to know whether the detectives had supplied information to the suspects in the initial interrogation. Such information could be used to implicate the suspects in later interrogations if they were to reference it. Two of the four, were, two of the four were sent to trial entirely due to their self-incriminating statements. Uh, the prosecution went into great detail about the horrific nature of the crimes. Uh, the other two were sentenced to life imprisonment because, oh no, just one of the other. Give me one second. I got lost reading. Oh, good. The two were convicted, one being sentenced to death and the other sentenced to life imprisonment because he had been 15 at the time. However, the prosecution's tactic of using excerpts of each one's alleged confession at the other's trial was ruled to have violated confrontation clause because the co-defendant was a not was non-testifying. Both convictions were overturned on the confrontation clause alone and the men were freed in 2009. The prosecution insisted they would be retried. However, forensic evidence showed that the DNA found in a victim was not theirs, nor was it the other two implicated in their confession. The prosecution so constantly went to prison for no damn reason. Yeah, I was about to bring that up. Give me like one second to finish this little little excerpt. Oh yeah, sorry. You're perfectly fine, my guy. Uh, the prosecution consequently abandoned plans for a retrial. Uh, Texas courts later decided that those related were not entitled to compensation as they had not proven they did not commit the crime. So. What the fuck? Right. These guys criminated themselves. Went to jail. So it reminds me of uh, this uh, movie I watched about these guys back in, I think it was the 60s or 70s in Harlem. Uh, it It was like six black teens were pulled off of the street and brought in for questioning about a murder slash rape of and a female all... jogger yes it wasn't harlem it was chicago chicago i yep. thought it was harlem it was the chicago six yes i've seen that movie dude and they were brought in with no evidence that it could have been them at all none the fact whatsoever the, the sole reason that they went in is because they were black teens they were yeah. just so happy to have been in the area and it's fun. It's wild because this was in the '90s, so I imagine it was the same kind of fear tactics. They just pulled these guys in and were like, "You committed the crime," and they're like, "I didn't commit the crime." I'm like, "You did. We have evidence." And they were like, "Oh, fuck! I did. I guess. Fuck. Okay, my bad." He's like, "Did I do crime? Fuck. Did I, was I there? Fuck, man. Did I, I may crime? I guess I was the one who could have done it. Fuck. All right. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was the crime guy. I fucking Crash Bandicoot. But I guess not. I'm the crime guy. Fuck, man. I'm the crime guy." Um, I was like, damn, trying to fucking just beat level four on Sonic, man. <laughs> but it's like that to me is really like bonkers to think about. And so, like, obviously, they were pulled in, they were released, but they weren't, uh, they weren't compensated for their time of being in prison. What the 
fuck? Yeah, which is wild because I'm going to go back and look at it because from what I remember, there were, so 2009, 1991. They went in in 1991. Well, no, they freaking, they were, they didn't go back in 91. They came back a couple more years later, like the later 90s. Yeah, well, because they got that. arrested when they were in their 20s after they reinvestigated. Yeah, give me one second. I'm going to look because I know that because it even says here we go. Both were released after 13 years in prison. So. So not 91. It would have been what? Like 96. 2009, 96. 96. Yeah. See, so, yeah. Because originally they let it happen and it was a cold case. Then a new detective came in and reopened it. And that's when they went to jail. Which to me is crazy because like, okay, so a lot of the evidence did kind of point to them in a way that plus they in their interrogation, they admitted to it. But that could have just been the same thing as the Chicago six where they were like, you can go home if you tell us the truth, knowing damn well they weren't going to go home. Yeah, they were 15 young kids at the time. So it's like. If they would have brought them back in 96, they would still been in their 20s. And even in my 20s, if someone pulled me and told me I did something and was Especially like, very... like your early 20s, I'd be like, I fucking did I? I yeah, know. I'd be like, fuck, I just want to go home. I don't want to be here. This is like uncomfortable. So it's like, yeah, they really trapped them into it. It's kind of fucked up. But uh, they let them go, obviously. Um, but they didn't convict the other two. So Scott and Springsteen did not see any prison time. Not at all. Yeah, just the other two, which is crazy. It is. It is wild. But um, as far as I can see, they still never found the the fucking actual perpetrators. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at right now. I'm trying to make sure. What in the Zodiac killings? Yeah, dude. Uh, DNA results on February fifth, two thousand twenty-two. Jesus Christ! This is last year. Yeah. So on February 5th, 2022, it was announced that advanced DNA technology was bringing investigators closer than ever to solving the crime. So they not solved it. They're just getting closer to solving Yup, It's just they were like, we'll Fuck. get there. We'll get there. We're uh, getting there at some point, I promise. <laughs> and here's another little, little, fun, little, little bit. On August 3rd, 2022, President Joe Biden signed the Homicide Victims Family Rights Act into law which was motivated by the yogurt shop murders. The law is intended to help ensure that federal law enforcement reviews cold case files and applies the latest technology and investigative standards. The logistics aren't clear in the bill. However, it states that a request can be made for a cold case review by federal agencies. Hmm. Now, to me, that's cool. That's like fine and dandy and everything, right? They can like go back and they can see if they can use the DNA and blah, blah. But like, I wouldn't it be useless at that point? I mean, depending on how old the fucking case is, kinda, yeah. Because like they only have evidence for so long. And even then, the evidence, depending on what it is, is only good for so long. You know? That's because, what I was like gonna say. bodily fluids and shit. That shit breaks down over time. Well, that's what I was gonna say, because they, they say that they got a DNA um unless sample. they froze it. Well, that was my thing though, right? They got a DNA sample off of one of the teenagers, the teenager that was raped. But now right. that brings forth the question of even back then, it wasn't like it was viable evidence, but how long is that viable evidence for? Like at what right. point is it not useful? 
and I don't know because like it is DNA. There's DNA in it, but does it become not usable at a point? It still has bottom. Yeah, because like I said, at certain points, I'm pretty sure that shit breaks down. You can't really use it, but even then, like fucking, you can look at like bone structure and skin and shit like that of mummies from thousands of years ago and be like, oh, this was a guy. You know, that's fair. And with it being, but I don't know if you can like you can. I think that aspect is you can identify them. I don't think you can identify them as like this is who this was. And okay, what? you're good now. It cut out for a second. I think it's just my internet. Um, gotcha. but like, okay, so that's the thing is like, I guess it's still viable, but like, and for the families, obviously, this is a really important thing, yeah. But I just, I don't know, we're in 2023 right now, and I there's no updates on it. It stopped in 2022. That's fucking insane that it even it got picked up in 2022. That's fucking wild. Well, the thing that got me right about this whole thing is the fact that it's it's been so long that at this point, the people who committed the crime could be dead or it could left be, the country. Or they are or fucking life, you know? Yeah. And they like, could be dead or they could be doing something the fuck else, you know, living La Vida Loca type deal. Some of the fucking else. It's I don't know. And there's there's more stuff in here I didn't really get to read yet. Um just like so uh Scott and Springsteen, the two that were uh that they stated that they would not convict them back in the 2009 reopening of the case. Right. They requested DNA tests of alternative expect uh, of alternative suspects. Right. Uh no one they were like, yeah, no, that so it says right here on August 20th, 2008, the defense lawyers of Scott and Springsteen requested DNA testing of alternative suspects. No matches against evidence discovered earlier that year were found. Seven jurors from the trial have stated that they would not have convicted the men had this evidence been available at the time. Which, okay. It so, okay, I, I misread. That's on me. That's on me. So those were the two that were convicted, that were like taken in and convicted. Right. But the, they wanted a DNA testing and they were like, and the jurors were like, well, had we known that they could DNA test and it wouldn't come back as them, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have sent them to, to prison. If, it, if they could prove it wasn't them, we wouldn't have fucking did the thing. Yeah, it's like, like fucking counterproductive, dickhead. Yeah, I'm like, all right, fuck me, I guess. Uh, let me just prove that it's not me. It's like, obviously, it's not him. I'm like, yeah. But it's really wild, and there's more stuff in here, too. So one of the guys, his name was Maurice Pierce. On December 23, 2010, Austin police officer Frank Wilson and his rookie partner Bradley Smith conducted a traffic stop on a vehicle driven by Maurice Pierce in the northern part of the city. After a brief foot pursuit, Pierce struggled with Wilson before removing a knife from his belt and stabbing Wilson in the neck. Wilson, who survived his injuries, oh. subsequently pulled out his gun and shot and killed Pierce. Fucking, that was one of the the kids? Yeah, one of the guys what who the was fuck? a suspect. Maybe uh, he did it. I'm going to be honest. With the evidence we've been presented, he's my number one fucking suspect. I'm like, maybe he actually did have some shit to do with it. Uh... Yeah, because so here, here's, I'm going through, so I'm going to go through some of the stuff I didn't get to read over because I started talking about other things. Um, the false confessions, Austin police admit that over 50 people, including McDuff, on the day, oh, Kenneth Allen McDuff, who was a known serial killer at that time, 
Oh. That's another part I skipped. At this time of the killings, a known serial killer, Kenneth Allen McDuff, was in the area, and he had a history of multiple murders involving teenagers, but was soon ruled out, and he was executed in 98 on November 17th. Oh, well, fucking regardless, he was yeah. covered. Uh uh, so here's some false confessions. August, August, not August. Austin police admit that over 50 people, including McDuff, on the day of his execution, had confessed to the yogurt shop murders. A confession in 1992 by two Mexican nationals held by Mexican authorities was soon disputed and finally ruled false. Um, in 2006, Springsteen's conviction was overturned. So in 2006 the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals overturned Robert Springsteen's conviction on the basis of an unfair trial, and the U.S. Supreme Court refused to reinstate the conviction in February 2007, which, yeah, you can't try him twice. And after reading oh, yeah. the thing about that Maurice guy, I'm going to be real, Springsteen's my last person I think is going to be. Yeah. Um, 2008, Scott, Scott and Springsteen request DNA tests. On, 2000, on August 20th, 2008, I read that part. Uh, and then 2009, release of Scott and Springsteen. On Wednesday, June 24th, 2009, Judge Mike Lynch ruled in response to Travis County District Attorney Rosemary Lamberg's request that one of the trials be continued, that defendants Springsteen and Scott be freed on bond pending their upcoming trial. At 2.50 that day, they both walked out of the Travis County Jail with their attorneys. Later that day, Lamberg's response to Lynch's decision with, oh, she responded to his decision with the following statement. Today, I requested a continuance in the case against Michael Scott, a defendant in the yogurt shop murders. Michael Scott? Yeah. I thought about oh. that, too, the moment I said it. Uh, whose trial he was... was... A strangler. <laughs> he was a strange strangler. Um, whose trial was scheduled to begin on July 6th. Judge Mike Lynch granted the motion, but also released both Michael Scott and Robert Springsteen on personal bond, as he indicated he would do in his previous scheduling order. Requesting a delay in the case was a difficult decision, but one but one that I believe is the best course towards an ultimate successful prosecution of this important matter. Knowing that Judge Lynch would release both defendants, we requested certain conditions on their bonds, requiring them to remain in Travis County and report to the court any in any with any change of residence, to have no contact with the victim's family or witnesses, and that they may not carry weapons or consume alcohol or illegal drugs, and that they report to the court on a routine basis and attend all court appearances. So they were released, obviously. Um, since the original trial of these two men, new developments in DNA technology have become available. As we prepare for a retrial in March 2008, we submitted various evident evidentiary items for what is called a YSTR testing. This test looks for male DNA only and is deemed to be the most accurate, accurate test for samples that are mixtures of female and male DNA. Mm. So they, uh, uh, they got released 2009. 2022, they're doing DNA testing with the most up-to-date DNA testing stuff that they have. And they're not allowed to leave the country. They're not allowed to leave that county. Uh, what funny, the fuck? Funny little detail, on October 28th, 2009, all charges were dismissed against Scott and Springsteen. So they can't be fucking retried in this case, because you can't be tried for a crime twice. Jesus. So even if they did commit the fucking murders, they no, got... They didn't. I was, they, even if they did it, no, they didn't. <laughs> no, no, that's the one, that wasn't them. They were like, hmm, hmm, you could possibly be murderers. Hmm. Well, if you can bond yourself out, we can't really do anything about it. 
Like, okay. What? So believe it or not, no, they didn't. Uh, it's like, what the fuck? So many questions. Yeah, no, man. I Understandable, because to me, it just doesn't make sense. To, to me, it makes sense, but it doesn't make sense in 2022 to test the DNA cell, because their suspects are already gone. All of their yeah. suspects are they they've one's dead. Yeah. And the other two are dismissed on all charges. And I didn't get to read about the other one because there's no information. There's not a lot of information about him on here. It's just Springsteen and Scott, really. And then Maurice. Um but like I just I mean, I'm assuming they can't be tried at this point. I would assume not. I mean, especially because you can't double trial. You can't freaking you know, it's but I don't I fucking I don't know. To me, it it doesn't make any sense. Like a lot of this doesn't make any sense to me because it's like, okay, they were suspects, clear them of all charges. Well, the case hasn't right. been fucking solved yet, so why the fuck would you clear them if you don't know for sure? That's fat that's that's fair. Be like, why would you freaking be like, oh no, it's good if you know for a fact that it's definitely not. And that's the other thing too is I didn't see anything in here about how they the couple that was in the yogurt shop they didn't come forward. They, yeah, because they had a freaking they saw a dude. They're like he looks kind of sussy. And like yeah, but what does bro look like? That was my thing is they saw two people who could have been suspects and they did not come forward at all. There's there's they're, nothing in here saying that they came. At forward that point, to talk. they're just as bad. Just exactly. As and it sounds dumb, right? It sounds stupid. But they're they're in they're in the story they're in the the story which means that they would yeah. have came forward at some point at some point you'd think that like the last people to see them alive you know well you would think that they'd be able to come and look at the suspects yeah and I could be wrong I could be a hundred percent wrong all my information is just coming from things I'm reading online that's fair but like ah man I don't know that seems you know and as soon as like. Obviously, it's like, oh, this couple freaking saw two suspicious individuals. Yeah, what do those fuckers look like? Yeah. Like, get a sketch artist, something. And not even just that. It's just, I feel like you could have brought them in for more fucking questioning. Absolutely. Questioning in general. Shit. From the same sounds of it, they didn't get any. I'm going to, I'm reading some more to see if I can find anything else. Um, because even here it says they interviewed 52 people that were in the yogurt shop that day. Jesus. It several of the customers mentioned two men who were sitting in the yogurt shop just before it closed that night. We have no names on them. And when you look at when you step back and you look and you think they talked to 52 people and didn't miss one person from 4:30 until 11 at night. And several people talk about the guy or two guys, and they describe them in the same manner. And we don't know who the two guys are, and they've never called in. That raises, in my opinion, some suspicions that these are the gentlemen who did it. Yeah, I get that. I fully fucking get that. That that raises the suspicion that it was those two those two men. It had to be them. But who the no one came in and looked at the two guys that they were talking to. Like no, they didn't pull any of these fifty-two people and be like, "Does that look like the guy?" Is that is that him? Is that the is that the guy by any chance? Maybe and they have descriptions. That's what's fucking with me more. Okay, she says that one of the men was described as having light short hair, like a dirty blonde, and was said to have been 
about five six, uh, yeah, about five six, and in his late twenties, early thirties. She says the other man was described as being bigger, and both were observed wearing big coats. One, she says, is thought to have had a green army fatigue kind of looking jacket, and the other one is thought to have had a black jacket. According to Farley, the men are believed to have been driving a green car that evening. Still unsolved, two douchebags that were in the store the entire goddamn day. Didn't say shit. Didn't say nothing. And and that's the thing, too, is okay. They have a description of the two guys. That's fucking just wild. To me, that's enough. To me, that's... If if a guy walked into your fucking house right now and broke some shit in your house... I mean, if I, if I see him, I'm going to give a solid description. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing, too, is they were sitting in the yogurt shop. It's not like they were, like, outside, you know? And they, they had enough... They had enough evidence or enough people sitting there watching them enough to know that these fucking guys drove a green car. Bruh. How the fuck would you know that? How the fuck would you know they drove a green car and not be able to point them out in the lineup? They weren't wearing fucking ski masks. Fuck. Fucking goddamn it. I'm mad. I don't know. Yeah, no shit, man. This fucking whoever those guys were said, fuck them kids. Like in the unfortunately in, most literal sense. Yeah. It's it's really fucking wild to think about, but it's like those people are just gonna get away with that murder. Cause even the, I, I read it on I saw it on Wikipedia and this other thing that I was reading just now. It says if you have any uh clues or any leads as to who this could be, and they give you a number to call. Uh, and honestly, I mean, fuck whoever listens to this. If you have any evidence or clues and you want to call 512-472-TIPS. If y'all know some shit, say some shit. Like, what the fuck? But that to me is crazy. That that It's unsolved. From what I, from, from my understanding, they had these guys in their hand. They were holding fucking hands with these guys. And they were like, Dude. did you do it? And they would put their fingers together like that stupid little anime meme. And they were like, the fucking woo-woo. Yeah, they're like, maybe. And the cops are like, yeah, you you may have done it. We're going to lock you up for 13 years. And then after 13 years, they were like, well, hold on. Hold on. You have been here for some time. It's like, you know, I don't know if they did, in fact, do the thing, guys. It's, I just. You know, I don't know why that sounds like the, the legitimate fucking what happened. Like the cops woke up one day and be like, well, maybe they didn't do it. <laughs> the cops got up. The cops woke up. The everyone in the in the everyone in the prison, everyone in the jail. They got up, got out of bed, and were like, "Huh, hey, why did we lock those two guys up again?" And they were like, "A murder remember. and a rape and arson." And they were like, "Huh, nah, I don't think they did it." Could, hey, hey, hey you talk to these guys? Nah, they were too cool. They wouldn't do that. I just talked to him two days ago. Guy's a huge Packers fan. I don't think he would have done it. I'm gonna be honest. You know, no, you know no, Packers no, no, no. fans. He, he he said. Fuck Tom Brady one too many times. And he said, nah, he didn't do it. He he's he he talked to me about gardening yesterday. I don't know. Yeah, man. He said it's a freaking something that he used to do with his mom. He loved it, but uh, yeah. never had a chance again. Huh. I don't think he could have done it. I don't no, know. There's no way. It's like somebody just... who gardens? Shit. Freaking I, I mean, look I, at OJ. He gardened, he didn't do it. Like, and I know there's more to it than just that. Like obviously they're they had fucking bang up attorneys, but like I just 
it makes me angry to even read this story because I didn't have a lot of detail on it. I just found out about it through a podcast I listened to. And I was like, well, now I'm curious. And then I looked into it and now I'm madder that I've looked into it than I would have been had I not. That's fact. Because it's like, it's just nonsense. Yeah, but according like to... Like, legitimately, Zoom, just fucking nonsense. It's stupid. But according to Zoom, we have, like, seven minutes left. So, any any parting words you want to leave our community with? If you fucking witness a murder, fucking say something. If you witness like, a murder... If, if you see some fucking sketchy people, and then you realize that fucking people were murdered like shortly after you left that building and you saw those said sketchy people. Maybe it's probably those fucking sketchy folks that you saw, man. It's just, we got six minutes left, so I'm going I'm to make this quick. But to me, it's crazy because 1991 was not that long ago. You and I are like 25 and 24, and we were born in 98 and 99. That yeah. means seven and eight years before we were born, this happened. And if you yep. try to do that shit today, my my older siblings were one when this shit happened. Exactly, but if you try to if you if this happened today, it would have been solved. It would have been solved twenty minutes after it happened. Oh, for sure. Because cameras, there's so much digital footprint, and to cameras, me, motherfuckers would have fucking been whipping out their phone, being like, "Look at this creepy motherfucker!" Just yeah, to make a beam. There's so many. There's so many things about this that like. It pisses me off to even have the conversation about it, but we got five minutes left. I think that's all I have on this topic. I'm more angry now than I was when we started. Um, If you know anything about it, I, the number I gave is still valid, so you can call. If you want to do more research about it, you can too. I'm sure there's YouTube videos about it. I found it on just Googling it. Um, But I just want to say thank you guys for tuning in to... Uh, Unsolved Horrors, The Return. Uh, uh, for a true unsolved horror. Yeah, yeah. This is that our fucking... first unsolved case I think we've ever actually covered. All of the you know rest what? I think these... so, because we like did a lot of mythologies and shit, like and the other serial killers that we covered have been solved. Yeah, I was gonna say all the things that we did with our mythology, well, those are just mythology. That's like whatever. Yeah. But like the murders that we talked about, most of them were salt. We talked about like serial killers and like yeah, cults. Like Jeffrey Dahmer, a few other ones that way. Yeah. We know what that how the fucking long and short of that was. Yeah. But I just want to say thank you guys for tuning in. And we look forward to what you guys think of this episode. And we look forward to you guys listening to the next episode that's going to drop on August 20th. Hell yeah. All right. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye bye.